Good morning. It is time to get up with a setting sun. KD's debut delayed, and the result could be devastating. You're not going to believe what happened in Phoenix last night. Meanwhile, anytime, Aaron, the Rogers riddle rolls toward a result. We can tell you exactly what the teams involved expect. And we'll see where it heads. Then the Ravens playing a dangerous game with their franchise QB. Why they may lament letting Lamar loose as we get up with you starting right now on a Thursday. Is at a fever pitch. Diana Rossini is here with lots and lots of insight into our big football stories. Herman is ready to go. Bart Scott ready to go. We will have lots of uh, football insight from Booger a little bit later. And then the hoops. And we have to start there because you're not going to believe what happened in Phoenix last night. I want you to watch. This is pregame warm-ups of Kevin Durant's debut in Phoenix. Watch his left foot and most notably the left ankle. This is in pregame warm-ups. The slip. And the turn, the football players, I can see the look on their faces as you see that ankle turn. He will have an MRI today. There is no certainty yet on how significant the injury is. At minimum, we know he didn't play in the game last night. Devin Booker did, meanwhile, and he's been the hottest player in the NBA by far of late. Look at him here. Suns a 16-point early lead on the Thunder second quarter. The lead cut to four, but Booker just getting started. He had 30 in the first half. Suns up eight at the break. Third quarter, Suns by nine. More from D. Book. You just can't stop him as he works his way around. Suns by 12 as he knocks down the three. And then count all of the orange jerseys that try to get in his way. That's one, that's two, that's three. No problem. Devin Booker and the Suns scored 44 points in the third. That was their highest scoring quarter of the season. He finished with 44. First Suns player ever to score 40 or more in under 30 minutes of playing time. So the Suns win big, but that's not the story. Coach, how about KD? He's out there working his tail off, getting ready for the game, and he twists his ankle. So, I mean, you can't get frustrated about that. It's just, it's life. You know what I'm saying? I feel bad for him because he feels bad. He feels like, you know, I saw his face and I've, I've been around him so many times. I, I know what he's feeling, and I don't want him feeling that way at all. All right, we will have Vince Carter and Zach Lowe a little later in this hour with perspective on this. Injuries have been a huge story for Durant. The past four years, he's missed more games than he's played. When he's on the court, his teams win about 67% of the time. When he's off, that number is under 50. That difference is about the same right now as being the Sixers or being the Lakers in the current standings. Again, much more insight into this later in the hour. Meanwhile, to the NFL we go, where the future of Aaron Rodgers remains the top story. A contingent from the New York Jets, as you are aware by now, flew to California Tuesday to meet with him, and now we wait somewhat impatiently. However, some current Jets are getting in on the recruiting pitch. There was about a one-hour period last night where it felt like half the team <laughs> tweeted at Aaron Rodgers, including Quinton Williams, who retweeted a video of Rodgers playing golf and said, Aaron, I know some amazing golf courses in New Jersey and NYC. You can golf at all season long. I'll second that, by the way. He's welcome to come with me to Bayonne anytime. And meanwhile, Sauce Gardner simply holding up a cheese head, trying to manifest Rodgers to New York. And so are we as we work our way toward this. Diana Rossini our insider extraordinaire, who I can tell you right now, from the moment woke up this morning, all she's been is on the phone. <laughs> so you've been working this nonstop. What do we know? Yeah, good morning. All right, so there is, a, there is optimism in the New York Jets building today. It actually started before that trip to the West Coast to meet Aaron Rodgers in person. This was all driven by owner Woody Johnson. He wanted to get in front of the quarterback 
get to know him a little bit and talk about what it could be, what it could look like, and what they could achieve with Aaron Rodgers under center in New York with this Jets roster. So they went in there thinking they could get him, and they came home believing they are poised to get him, and they feel like they can get this done. Now look, this is Aaron Rodgers. He takes his time. He thinks things through. He likes to think outside the box. He could wake up today and say he doesn't want to play football anymore. He could retire. But in terms of the Jets side of this, the New York Jets feel good that Aaron Rodgers could be their quarterback this season. You know, you mentioned the owner, Woody Johnson. I keep going back to your interview with him the night of the NFL Awards, that Thursday night thing where they give out the MVP and everything, when he told you that he was he was absolutely determined to bring in a big-time quarterback. Mike, that was my biggest takeaway from talking to Woody. It, 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 he, it wasn't even specific to Aaron Rodgers because, obviously, he didn't want to tamper. But it was evident. They want the best quarterback in football that they can get on their team. And the New York Jets believe that is Aaron Rodgers. They are doing everything. And it starts from Mr. Johnson all the way down to the coaching staff to now you see players recruiting. It is an all-in effort to get him here. The conversations between the Packers and the Jets have been ongoing, right, as they discuss compensation and the contract for Aaron Rodgers, which is going to be a key piece in all of this. Yeah, that's right. It's not as simple as Rodgers deciding he wants to play. The Jets clearly have decided they want him. It isn't quite as simple as him just deciding he wants them as well. There'll be other pieces of it to work out, but that's the first huge step. Bartholomew, go. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay after all this <laughs> has happened. So it's either, you know, the Jets or me, or to me, or retirement. The Raiders already said that they're not interested. So I think all, all signs point to Aaron Rodgers being on the New York Jets if he's going to play football. And I think, you know, right now, Woody Johnson and him going all in is a rec- recognizing that they're ahead of schedule. They're ahead of schedule. They understand that Zach Wilson's not ready yet. They have to have a big-time, you know, quarterback to try and compete with that division. When you think about Tua Tungvaluwa, you think about, you know, uh, Josh, Allen. Josh, uh, Josh Allen, but you also think about Mac and Cheese being back with his college, um, you know, coordinator, which yeah. is going to be difficult. Hadn't beaten, hadn't beaten the Patriots in 12 t- 12 last contests. Now they have a quarterback that they feel that they can compete with, and all they need is good quarterback play. They don't need great Hall of Fame um, MVP Aaron Rodgers, and they recognize that they have a young roster that they can take advantage of having cheap contracts. Joe Douglas has done a great job. This is an opportunity to go all in. You know, Herman Edwards was talking to me yesterday after the show. You mentioned yesterday you were on the staff in Kansas City yes. when Joe Montana was acquired. Yes. After the show, you were telling me that there are imp- there are ways that he impacts a team, that, that, that a player of this stature yeah. impacts a team that people don't see. You were telling me in practice the way the receivers yeah. were it, reacting to It was to interesting. It. Our receivers didn't get any more talent, but they were in fear of dropping Joe Montana's ball when he threw it in practice. They were actually in fear because they said, if I drop his ball, he's not going to throw it to me anymore. But – the team elevated when he walked into the locker room. We had a very good football team. We were in the playoffs all the time. Got to the championship game, but he got knocked out in the second quarter, mm-hmm. and that ended, ended it for us there, and Buffalo went on. But that's what Aaron Rodgers brings to this football <laughs> team. He's going to elevate the players. The players are like, we got a shot. Look, this team only scored 17 points a game. With Aaron Rodgers, you're going to be in the mid-20s to high-20s. That's all they need. If they can do that, play good defense like they did last year, they have a chance to win the division. We're, we're, this, this tells the locker room we're all in. right? Listen, I've been in this exact same situation. We took a high pick on Kyle Bowler, and we mm. thought Kyle Bowler, we had a team that was ready to go, a, a championship defense. We just couldn't score points. 
We made a late trade, I believe in like um, June, for Steve McNair. Steve McNair was at the end of his career, but we just needed professional quarterback play. And we went 13-3 and and had the best record in the AFC. Unfortunately, we got kicked out in the first round by the eventual champs and the, the Indianapolis Colts. But it accomplished everything that we thought. And when they did that, they said, oh, we're ready to go now. We're not waiting and we're not developing this young nucleus. We're ready to go now. You got young players, but they're great players. You have to score the ball. In the national football. Yes. You, you, no, you, you have to score the ball. Yeah. And, and you can have great defenses. And they hold up for a certain period of time. Yep. But when you start turning the ball over and you keep putting them on the field, mm-hmm. they run out of gas. We saw the Jets last year. It happened. They held on. They held on. They held on. But the same thing kept happening. Turnovers, not scoring. And eventually it just breaks the back of your defense. Well, that, that's why maybe it's not a coincidence that we saw their two defensive stars were the ones on Twitter yesterday, right? It's Quentin Williams and it's Celeste Gardner. Yeah, and that's been a lot of the sell for the Jets, even going back when Derek Carr was one of their options here, right? When they weren't sure what Aaron Rodgers was going to do. And eventually yeah. they were able to figure out, wow, we, we got a shot here. We think we could maybe land Aaron Rodgers, right? So here they've put on that full court press, <laughs> and they're poised to land him because they know top to bottom what, they're, what they've built the last few seasons. They're missing that one piece, yeah. and that piece is everything that you guys painted, and that's Aaron Rodgers. And as you talk about the Tom Brady effect that happens, right, it's going to be players that's willing to come play with Aaron Rodgers because they understand where the Jets are in their program and they may take less to have an opportunity to play. You know, so you, you, you consider that effect as well. But, I mean, if you're the Denver Broncos, you're like, really, Nathaniel? Yeah. Really? This is the year you, 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 you pay it off and, yeah. and be the person that helps bring facilitator trade for Aaron Rodgers? Here's the hard part, too, in this situation, right? Because I feel like anytime we've discussed quarterbacks perhaps getting traded or joining another team and you hear teams are so optimistic and they're poised and the Jets, look, it's clear. They are doing everything to land Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, including maybe bringing you in on in this recruiting. <laughs> I'm available. But we don't really know. Guys, I wish I could have come on the show today and said, guys, it's done. Because it, it's not. It's no. not. There still needs to be things worked out. They've been hurt before. But they've been hurt before. But they feel good that they've done everything to convince Aaron New York is the spot. All right, so I don't feel good. So let, I'm let's, sorry. Let's, 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 go, let's go to what has to happen. We yeah. all understand that Aaron sort of operates on his own timetable. Yeah. But legal tampering begins Monday. Today's Thursday. Legal tampering begins Monday. The new league year begins next Wednesday. It would stand to reason that something concrete has to happen between now and then. So I'm trying to figure out what that is. What is the first step? That takes place. Is it Rodgers giving verbal authorization Absolutely. to the Packers it's, to make a trade? It's all in the hands of Aaron Rodgers. Who it's does he all... talk? He talks to the Packers yeah, and says, yeah, trade yeah. Me? You have to figure after all those years he spent in Green Bay that he's going to uh, respectfully share with them what he wants to do. But I think we know where this is headed in terms yeah. of Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, right? Because they have allowed him to meet with the Jets. They've right. had conversations. They're not doing this unless they're planning a future without him. So the, the, the question then becomes working out compensation with the Jets. That mm-hmm. probably won't be easy. But again, I think there is a ticking clock on this thing. I mean, it sounds easy to say he can do it whenever he wants. But legal tampering and then Wednesday, and then you can't be left holding the, the bag they're if you're gonna a want, it, The it, Jets it, are going to want to be as difficult as you think with yeah. Green Bay. Because? Green Bay wants to remove themselves from the situation. Yeah. Yeah. They want to get on with – they have a young quarterback waiting. Yeah. It's his turn now. 
So they want to get this deal done, too. As Billy Crystal said in When Harry Met Sally, when you figure out who you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want the rest of your life to begin as quickly as possible. <laughs> and that, I think, is where they are on both sides of this debate right now. All right. Booger McFarland will jump in a little later in this hour as we continue. Coming up, the Ravens playing a dangerous game with their franchise quarterback. Why they may lament letting Lamar loose. We'll talk about that. Plus, Kawhi dunks all over the Raptors. And then an all-star dunks all over the officials. This was about as epic a rant as you have ever heard, and you're going to hear it coming up later in this hour as we get up with you on ESPN. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Get Up is brought to you by Burger King. As we roll on here this morning, let's play fill-in-the-blank all Lamar Jackson edition. So, Bart, let's fill in the blank. The Ravens' non-exclusive franchise tag is what? Risky, Greeny. This is the plan, you know, the plan, Cat and Mouse and Listen, they may lose this battle because Lamar Jackson doesn't have to sign a long-term deal. He can do the Kirk Cousins and continue to get franchised, and then they don't have a choice in two years. 
All right, so let's move on to the next one. I like that one. Diana, if I said Lamar Jackson representing himself is what? It's bold, Greedy, right? To yeah. be to deal with this type of uh, guaranteed contract that he's looking for on his own without someone with a lot of experience, that, that, that's definitely very brave of him. Whether or not it's smart, that's a different conversation that we can have. But I think it's really hard to gauge the market when you don't have somebody representing you, talking to other teams to see what's out there. We'll see where that one leads. And then finally, Herman, in September, fill in the blank. Lamar Jackson will be playing for the Ravens. He'll be playing for the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, he'll be Stay back in there. All the stuff we're talking about the last couple of days, it'll all kind of smooth itself out. He'll be a Raven. How, how do you, why do you see it that way? I, I just think uh, Dan has just made the point. Um, he miscalculated the market. Uh, when, when uh, you're talking about, you know, when you the think about. The guarantee piece with, of it, yeah. is that what it is? Yes. About, to you, it's about the guarantees. It's the guarantee. And, and Lamar, being his own agent, didn't have anybody out there taking intel for him. And that's what agents do. They get intel from other, you know. GMs. Lamar knows that organization. He doesn't know everybody else. And, Look, and so that, to me, is, is a big piece in this. I understand. Now, we all see where this has yeah. begun. But one of the things that Shefty reminded us of yesterday, and I know Diana will get to in a second here, is that we are very early in this process. Like, yeah. the franchise tag was yes. slapped on him on Tuesday, and then by Wednesday we decided, oh, no one wants him, and there's no market, and this will not. Right. And obviously there's a lot of different places for this to go. But, Bart, at the end of the day, is it as simple as the guaranteed piece of this, every owner in the NFL considers that to be the third rail, and they just don't want to go there. Yeah, nobody wants to set a president, and even Cleveland right now is trying to, you know, fix that by asking Deshaun Watson to kind of redo that deal. So if that's off the table and they add years to his deal to kind of have um, salary cap relief, then really is no guaranteed deals out there. It, listen, what you have to worry about, it's not about the years and the final number. It's about, you know, how much money is guaranteed. And you think about, you know, Patrick Mahomes and a half a billion dollars. He'll never, that deal will get redone too. So I, I anticipate, you know, these quarterbacks getting these mega deals are going to start having these long deals with opt-outs so that they can make sure that they can play with the accounting. Now, I don't agree, you know, that Lamar Jackson misread the, the market because, you know, you look at Raekwon Smith. He got his money. He represents himself. He, he, the market really dictates itself. You know, he should have more guaranteed money than Kyler Murray. You can say, okay, I'm not as good as Patrick Mahomes, but I should have something. I'm the next one up. So I think it's easy to come up with a contract. It's about the guaranteed money, and I think he hurt himself because he didn't finish the season healthy. I that's think why. that's what her means by yes. misreading the market, yes. misreading which teams would be willing to give guaranteed money. Exactly. That's what he was engaging well because right. maybe there was a thought, because I know we've been on the show before and we've said a million times, there are tons of teams that would give him that deal. Baltimore signed him up. And now look, and it doesn't seem that there's any teams that, that are aggressively getting this done right now. Again, it is really early. And, and I do think the issues that teams around the league have outside of Baltimore are the same issues the Baltimore Ravens have. Yes. Durability and guaranteed money, right? It's Nothing's changed right. but, for, for, for how they view Lamar Jackson. It's just, is there going to be a team to step up and say, you know what? We want to be a team that does it. We're going to give him the Deshaun Watson money. If I had the ability to play again, yeah. and I was a player in the National Football League, I would sign two-year contracts. That's it. Two years. And bet on myself. And every, every two years, I'd get another bite at the apple. Well, I would just get another bite at the apple. Well, well, well 
he has an opportunity because they all assume that because they, if they offer him a deal or somebody puts a deal, Lamar Jackson doesn't have to take it. Now, I know it's risky. He, he can play on the franchise tag, but then that hurts the Ravens because that's a hard cap number. And then if they do it again, like Kirk Cousins, like in three years, Lamar Jackson can make $90 million guaranteed. He made 23 already. Right. Right. If they franchise him this year and he plays on it, that's 32. And if, he, if they do it again, that's probably going to be 37 or 40. That's $90 million. Then they have no choice. Then he hits the open market. And everybody's, well, what if he gets hurt? You Listen, all players, I know I did anytime I was going to be a free agent. I go to Lord of London's and I take out an insurance policy on, yeah. on myself. Yeah. But let's, let, let's, let's cut to the chase here. If this thing keeps going, right, they have the franchise tag on him. And now all of a sudden we go through next week. And all of a sudden no one is making the offer that he wants. At, at some point, someone has to blink. Either he has to blink or I the Ravens it, have to blink. Right? You keep saying the Ravens ultimately are going to need him. Someone, If he doesn't blink then the Ravens are going to face that. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. So I think if he just keeps riding this thing all the way out, yep. the Ravens then reach a point where they, they have to make up their own minds. Mm-hmm. Either he's going to be our quarterback or he's not. And if he's not, then who the heck is? Exactly. And that's where the principle might become less important than survival for the franchise as well. I don't think they've let go of the idea that he's their quarterback. Right. This has been going on for two years, right? right? Like, <laughs> I, I just what? think Eric DaCosta wants to be smart and, and, and play this smartly from a business side of this. I don't think it's lack of belief in Lamar. No, I, I agree think, with you. It's, does, it's the economical side of this. Why does the MVP have to come at, at, at a discount? Like, people would love to have a, a guy that they got in the, in, the, in, the, in the late round of the first round, and he turned into an MVP. He's 26 years old. The organization has never had a player of this magnitude. They've never had a, a player at that position perform and be that good. You know, they're digging in, and listen, Lamar Jackson seems like a man of principle. And he may say, you know what, my feelings are hurt. I'm going to ride this thing out. And I'm right. going to give myself an option to hit the open market in two years. And, yes, I'm risking something because if I get a catastrophic injury. But Dak Prescott had a catastrophic injury, and he still got his money. Right. So Lamar Jackson will have an opportunity if he rides this thing out to be a free agent at 28 years old, and he'll get all the money that he wants. And at that point, Joe Burrow would already have gotten paid. And you already know Joe, Herbert would already got paid. Hertz already got paid. And the market will be – you'll pay way more in two years for Lamar Jackson than you have to pay this year. Are they going to get guaranteed money, you think? Listen, I think, listen. <laughs> right? I don't, like, sin, hey, well, you're talking about Cincinnati. Doing business with no, Cincinnati. No, they're not. Different. They're not. But Joe Burrow, if anybody can push it, is Joe Burrow. Look, if, if, if the four of them got together, yeah. there used to be something called the quarterback club in the National yeah, Football League. Yes. And they would all do that kind yeah. of stuff. If the four of them right now got together, if Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Jalen Hurts got together, they mm-hmm. called up Lamar yeah. Jackson and said, hey, we're going to join you in this and we're going to hold out for guaranteed contracts, then maybe something would get done. Short of that, I don't see anything. Uh, no, because look, all the Owners are watching this unfold right. with, with Cleveland. I mean, excuse me, with, with, with Baltimore. Baltimore. And, and saying, look, you can give them a contract, but you can't fully guarantee it. Right. Right? They're not, they're, I'm not saying that. But, but, I mean, that's remember, what it looks but, like to me from Lamar afar. But can't technically semantics. talk to teams during right. the tampering period without an agent, right? So he technically couldn't do this until Wednesday. Right. So to, as we're talking about him gathering information, figuring out what the next move is, this is the disadvantage but, but, of not having But it. isn't it semantics, right? Because do we care about the, the guaranteed contract or do we care about $230 million guaranteed? Well, Because that, 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 that's a whole different story. That's a question for him, and he doesn't answer them. So it's not, it's not really clear exactly what he is waiting to hear. But what I do know for certain is that this thing is still at the very beginning of the process. We have reacted to it to some degree as yeah. though the process is 
is towards the end. The reality is it has only just begun. Meantime, as we continue, a home debut disaster for Durant, and the results could be devastating. We have the very latest on this, the insight from Vince Carter and more as we roll on. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. We are back on Get Up, and if you were just joining us, we opened our show this morning with potentially very big news from the NBA. Kevin Durant, watch his left ankle. This is in pregame warm-ups last night. This was meant to be his home debut as a member of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, he just slips there on what appears to be a wet spot. The understanding we have to this point is that it is a sprained ankle. He did not play last night. There will be an MRI today. And you take a look here at what the Suns have coming up. They've won four straight. They won the game huge last night, by the way. Devin Booker had an enormous night. But the overwhelming story, of course, is KD. They're currently three games up on the play-in spot and just two games back of second in the West. That's how closely bunched up everything is in the Western Conference. So with everything literally hanging in the balance between now and the end of the season, there is concern about that ankle of Kevin Durant. And here we go. The great Vince Carter up with us early and the equally great Zach Lowe getting up with us today, too. Zach, we'll start with you. How, how do we describe the significant as we wait for the MRI and we see just how significant this injury might be? How do you describe what hangs in the balance here? I'm a big wait for the MRI guy. Don't panic before the MRI. And one of the benefits of Kevin Durant is there's no issues fitting him in like most superstar players. He's the most easily fittable superstar in NBA history. They're not going to need a month to figure out how to use Kevin Durant and all of that. But look, this was baked into the trade when they made it. Kevin Durant is 34 with some recent injuries that are concerning. Chris Paul is 37, and he seems to get hurt in the playoffs every year. I said this last week on this show. If the Suns suffer an injury to one of those guys at the wrong time, they will not be able to say, well, who could have possibly seen this coming? That said, one of their guiding philosophies of this trade was we accept that risk because, A, it's Kevin Durant. B, we didn't think we were winning a title any other way in the next five years. And C, even if everything that goes wrong goes wrong, we have Devin Booker, who's 26, and DeAndre Ayton, who's 24. We think those guys can stabilize us even through the worst-case scenarios so we don't become like a lottery team like the Nets were in three, four, five years. But this was baked into the trade, and what hangs in the balance, Greeny, if the news is worse than expected... These guys are at least co-favorites in the West. The West becomes even more wide open if this is bad news. But we're all crossing our fingers, and we're all hoping it's not bad news, and KD comes back soon. I hear what you're saying. And, and look, I get that some of this concern is baked into the conversation, but you don't expect it to come in pregame warm-ups before his first home game. So let's talk about it, VC. Let's talk about if he has to miss some time here. Now, this is a team with championship aspirations, whatever the risks they knew they were taking are. How much time do they need with him on the floor to have a chance to make that run? Well, Greeny, Zach, this goes back to what I was saying when this initially happened. And, and, and to me, you know, everybody's saying two, three years, you know, that's their window. I just didn't see that as happening because of some of the things that Zach just laid out as far as their, their age and uh, uh, KD is – gets hurt often, so does CP3 that gets hurt often. And then now you look at them, yes, they're still a very good team, but 
Now you don't have those young guys, Cam Johnson, uh, to, to rely on, uh, you know, um, uh, or the other young man, Mikhail Bridges, right now, who p- playing extremely. Mikhail Bridges, thank you. You don't have guys like that to rely on coming off your bench to give you that spark. Yes, you you got some veterans in, in Warren. Um, you, you got some young uh, other young guys there that you rely on. <laughs> but we were already saying that they're very good with their four guys. And then where else are they going to get shooting and some scoring? So that was the concern for me. Yes, I, I, I agree with you both when you say the West will be wide open if you don't have them. They'll still beat teams. They're still very good teams. I'm not saying that. But championship aspirations had a window of getting it done this year because of, you know, the injury-prone um, all-stars that they have, superstars. I don't want to just say that they're superstars. And maybe one more year after that. When you start going into year three, like, hey, we're still trying to get done. That's a scary. That's a scary window, and, and you're walking. You're taking a walk on the wild side, in my opinion. Absolutely. So we have all of those concerns again. We'll wait on the word with KD, and we will have it for you as soon as there is any further information. In the meantime, <coughs> pardon me. Let's run the floor through some of the other NBA action from last night. The Mavericks lost Luka Doncic to an injury during the game, then lost to the Pelicans by seven. Doncic suffered a left thigh strain in the third quarter. He'll have an MRI. His quote afterwards was, "It wasn't good." So I think there's cause for concern there in Boston. The Celtics' three-game losing streak is over. Jason Tatum finished with 30 and a big win over Portland. It was his 36th game this season with 30 or more. That's three shy of matching Larry Bird's franchise record. Then in L.A., Kawhi Leonard making posters. Check out that jam over Jakob Pertl. He's up and he's in. Kawhi had 24 last night. Clippers beat his former team. But in this game, Fred Van Vliet got teed up in the third quarter. You're seeing the moment here. He doesn't understand it. And then after the game, boy, did he go off. I'm sorry, what? Listen to this. I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, a couple of the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just the game up. Tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a tech. Changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be and um, just kind of the game up. Nobody's coming to see that. They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So, at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. When keeping it real goes Rizzo, baby. Holy smoke. <laughs> so that's Fred VanVleet. Uh, you want perspective <laughs> on it? it the, the official, Ben Taylor, who he's talking about, VanVleet has gotten eight technicals. Three of them have come from that official. A fourth one came from another official in a game that Taylor was working. I'm not making a judgment. I'm merely pointing <laughs> out the fact. Uh, VCL, so, oh, I wanted to get Bart in this, too, just because, you know, Bart has had some words with up. officials over the years. But, but VC, let me start with you. I mean, that's, that, that's you know, this is a former All-Star, Fred Van Vliet. I mean, he's obviously a player with stature in the league. What should we take away from that? Well, yeah, former All-Star, now a veteran that has gotten his money. And like you said, he started off, he prefaced it by saying this, I don't mind paying the fine. Basically, you know, hey, I'm about to let loose and empty the clip what I got to say. And, I mean, obviously he feels like it's personal, and he let it be known, and he's going to get fined 
uh, handsomely because of it. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, you look at, you watch games. I mean, I've been in, in situations where there's some refs you feel like, you know, you go back and forth, and once you stare at them a little bit, there's a, some conversation. They're always looking to see what what's next. You're looking at me wrong, boom, they have the power. So, I, I, I mean, it, it, I understand it, and I, I feel like sometimes that, you know, we as players have to be careful on how we approach them. I mean, we always said, yeah, it's how you approach them early in the game which kind of leads to these things. Now, if you, you handle it right early, you get a little leeway and you get a little room to go after a ref or whatever, so on and so forth. But if you go after them wrong early and they're looking to give you technicals, then that's a different story. So I learned that early where, hey, you, you know, play the game early and then, you know, you, they give you a little leeway to have some back and forth. Zach, what, what, do we, what should we say about all this? Yeah, I don't know Ben Taylor at all. I don't know if he has even some subconscious thing with Fred Van Vliet. You just read off the technical stats. Those are at the very least worth reading off and knowing. And this wouldn't be the first case in NBA history of a specific rep and a specific player just kind of not getting along, going mm. back to going back to Tim Duncan and Joey Crawford even. You know, it wouldn't be the first time ever. And whatever Fred Van Vliet just said, he's almost certainly going to get fined. <laughs> and we'll just have to see what happens. I would just like to see, is it just the technicals? Or does Fred Van Vliet think Ben Taylor is like a bad ref? He's missing this call. He's missing that call. I'd like a little more context and a little less name calling. But, you know, look, he said what he said. He's almost certainly going to get fined. And the next test will be when they cross paths again. Because you do not want to get into a situation as a player or a ref where this is an ongoing thing that gets talked about every game. Yeah, I would remove the almost. I, I think he's going – not only is he going to get fined, uh, I, I, think it, it's, I think it's going to be a substantial reaction from the league. I'd be stunned if it is not because this, yeah. went, this went beyond right, the but, stuff we usually hear. Bart, from a football player's perspective, just hearing that and whatever interaction you had yeah. on the field well, with the officials. Well, I once got kicked out of the game, cost me 30000 so I yeah. understand what he's talking about. He threw, you know, he threw it, a penalty flag into the stands, well, but go ahead. Well, he, well, he deserved it. Well. Okay. But, but, the thing is, but the thing is, when you <laughs> – you think about like referees sometimes they take it personal sometimes personalities just don't clash I think sometimes referees have to understand it's an emotional game from the player standpoint and sometimes they have to give them leeway to be able to express their frustrations I mean staring at them and all those things like you we're not here to see you understand that you're not supposed to be part of the game to determine outcomes so let me give Vince Carter the final word on all of this again VC go well, one thing that you said, Greeny, that I totally agree is you, you want to make sure that Ben Teller does, isn't the, a reason why you're not in the uh, a position that you want to get in. Maybe you get the sixth position. Maybe you need a win, and you and Ben Taylor have this static where it causes you to either lose your focus or get a technical because of, like like Bart just said, of a stare down or or just a snarl or whatever, a hand gesture. You just want to make sure it, you said what you said, it is what it is, but when it comes down to you playing the game and, and needing wins, you kind of have to let that go to get wins because this is crunch time for the Raptors, you know, so they need as many wins, and you don't want to lose a game because of a silly technical or for Van Bleet of all guys to get thrown out. I, I'll be really interested to see how the NBA reacts to this, because this, this, again, this went beyond what we normally hear. Guys, sit tight. We'll have much more from Vince and Zach as we go. In the meantime, Booger McFarland is going to join the conversation next. Can Aaron Rodgers bounce back if he's not with the pack? Can he be MVP again if he's playing in New York? We'll answer all your questions as we get up with you this morning on ESPN.
delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. To all the non-believers. How did that To all the non-believers. I can't wait. I can't wait till the day I make it. I can't wait. We're a good football team. They can't stop a nosebleed. Congratulations. See you at Pittsburgh. Can't wait. <laughs> ah, the words that made him a legend, and never have they felt more appropriate than yes. on this day, uh, as we can't wait to see what winds up happening with Aaron Rodgers. So this is an all-Rodgers edition of Bart Scott's Can't Wait. What can't you wait? What's the first thing you can't wait for if he comes to New York? I think we all can't wait to see the movie. We're tired of the clip. We're tired of the trailer. We're ready to see the remake of Mr. Rogers' My Neighborhood as the man takes over Gotham City Green. Mm-hmm. How about the media? How do they think that will go? Oh, I think that's going to be great. I mean, that's going to be much CTV. But that's what I, That's not the most thing I'm most excited about. The thing I'm most excited about is you paying off the bet, the darkness retreat, as you're sitting there with the Blair Witch type of pro, uh, program telling it all you got. All right, so we've got all of those. But we've got others. We'll get to my darkness retreat. But how about in the division? Who are you looking forward to him going up against? Oh, uh, listen, I'm so tired of losing to the Patriots. I can't wait to see A.A. Ryan go up to Gillette Stadium as he leads us on a game-winning touchdown drive, goes over to Bill Belichick and hits him with the discount double-check, Greeny. I'm tired of being the, the butt of all jokes. I'm ready to try and win a Super Bowl. And then speaking of all jokes, people think I'm joking when I say that I will do the darkness retreat if the Jets get him, but I will do it. Oh, I tell you what, the revolution will not be televised. I cannot wait to see you in the darkness retreat with the Blair, Blair Rich type of project with the camera in your face. I want to see what the prop bets are going to be, the over under how long you're going to last inside of darkness 
but you're probably going to get a much-needed rest. No, no. So, so let's not be uh, crazy here. There will be no Blair Witch camera or anything like that. This is full darkness. This is full uh, unplugged. But, you, but, you, but no you know technology. the infrared. You know the infrared. So we want to see you document, you know, your struggles. I, I don't see myself. With the boogers and everything. I don't think I'm going to be struggling. Speaking of which, Booger is here. Uh, Booger McFarland jumps in with us in the conversation. I don't know if he did that on purpose or not. You are him. The Booger. So uh, we'll, we'll get back to my darkness retreat in just a moment. But let's start with the really, I, we've not had you all week long. You are obviously aware of where all of this stands right now. Diana reporting earlier this morning, for those just joining us, um, that the Jets are optimistic about the circumstances. But no one knows exactly what Rodgers will do. He is a fairly unpredictable sort. What is your perspective on all of this as we sit here this morning? Booger McFarlane. Well, Green, I, I think everyone has kind of stated, you know, when you look at Green Bay, it doesn't seem like that they want Aaron Rodgers back anymore. I, I think they've moved on. They've come to the, the resolution that Jordan Love is going to be their quarterback. And I think if, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you got to decide one or two things. Do you want to play football anymore? And, and, and number two, do you want to play for the New York Jets? I think all signs are pointing to him wanting to play. Like, he's not a fool. He's not going to leave $60 million on the table. At least I wouldn't. And so that means Green, Green he's going to play. And I think the most viable option is going to be the New York Jets. I think that defense, that head coach, that offensive coordinator, everything that's pointing up there says Aaron Rodgers could, could come in there and, and be the quarterback that they've always wanted, a guy that could put him in a position to win with that defense. Now, here's the key, Greeny, is what's going to be his level of commitment? Because Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old. Are we showing up for OTAs? Are we showing up to do the, 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 the thankless stuff in the offseason where nobody's watching, where you're out there throwing the young receivers? Or does, do the New York Jets go above and beyond and go get him a veteran receiver? Because I think every veteran quarterback wants that veteran receiver that they can depend on. So I think we're far down the road as far as him coming to New York. Now it's the level of commitment and what else is he going to do when he gets there? I think that's some of the conversations they probably had in that in-face meeting uh, when the Jets brass flew to California. That's probably part of it all here. So, Herman, I'll put the question to you this way. We saw Aaron Rodgers. He's a four-time MVP. As recently as the season before last, he was the MVP of the league. By his standards, certainly last year was a down year. Broken thumb, lack of rapport with the receivers, whatever the reality might have been. Do you believe he still has that level of MVP caliber football left in him? I saw it when he played against the Eagles and got hurt. He got hurt against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. It looked like the old Aaron Rodgers for me, with how he was throwing the ball and moving, he got hurt. But I think if he goes to, this, to, to the Jets, he's in a system that he already knows. He has a play caller that has been with him. That's critical, mm -hmm. in, in my opinion. He understands Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett knows what this quarterback likes to do in situations. So he doesn't have to think about that. He's got the guy, he's, he, the guy that's called plays for him when he was the MVP. He's calling plays for him in New York with a great defense. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, who again was uh, the co head coach in Denver for a brief time and now becomes the Jets offensive coordinator and was part of the contingent that went out to meet with yeah. Rodgers last week. Diana, catch us up. Yeah, so now we really are all in the same boat. We being fans, us, the New York Jets, <laughs> waiting to see what Aaron Rodgers is going to decide to do here, right? Because it's going to come down to his decision and what he wants. And, you know, the Jets have done absolutely everything they could possibly do to convince Rodgers that this is the spot for him. This is where he can win. This can contribute to, you know, what he could leave a lasting impression on the game. Everything that goes entailed with what Aaron Rodgers cares about. 
but it's just going to come down to what Aaron wants to do. And, and the, the thing that people keep saying to me, yeah. Bart, I will warn you, is that I have had so many people say to me, do not discount the possibility that he retires. We all look at it and we say, $59 million, yeah. no one walks yeah. away from that. People have said to me, do not discount that possibility. Well, that is a real possibility. That's why you have a backup plan. I think Jimmy G is a viable backup plan, somebody that's familiar with Salah, somebody that's been in the West Coast system. And I think that's not a bad contingency plan, but I think the Jets had to swing big. And I think the biggest swing is going for Aaron Rodgers. So you can't fault them for doing that. And no. I think Jimmy G understands he's in perfect position now that Derek Carr is off the board. You heard Booger talk about getting a veteran receiver. Alan Lazard is available. The Jets are going to probably yeah. make some cuts to get some good salary cap relief. You think about loss and you think about Corey Davis. It's an opportunity for him but, to be able to bring his roster. You're, you're painting a great picture of what life would be like but this is a gigantic loss for the New York Jets if they don't land Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but they tried. I mean, they, no, they, they no, were shunned by Kirk Cousins a couple years ago. I agree with you. They went all in. And they're all in. They pushed the chips to the middle of the table, recognizing that they have a good young roster. I'm trying to read the wry smile on my friend Booger's <laughs> face. What is with that expression, Booger? Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Well, Greeny, because I know exactly what all this means to you, and, and you're so torn. One moment Diana says things are inevitable, and the next moment Bart is painting a picture saying, well, what if it doesn't get done? So your emotions are going back and forth inside. You don't want to go hang out with your wife at night because there's too much going on with the Jets conversation. <laughs> you are a mess, my friend. I've known you for a long time. Here's the thing I'll, say, I'll tell you, Greeny. Just calm down. Relax and let everything come to you, my brother. Oh, there's literally zero chance of that. I know you're that. very tense well, we, next to me. We did go to the play yesterday, <laughs> by the way, which was against my better judgment. All right, one way or another, we have the very latest on this as we go. Diana is getting phone calls left and right, so the latest information continues. In the meantime, did you see this yesterday? One of the greatest coaching careers in the history of American sports came to a dramatic end. This is the shot that ended Jim Beheim's 47 years as head coach at Syracuse. Wake Forest Davian Williamson a three to beat the buzzer and win the game. Bayheim then met with reporters and was asked about his future. His answer was anything but clear. I think you missed it. <clears throat> I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday and I gave it in the press conference afterwards and nobody except William Payne figured it out. So, so are, you, are you saying right now that you're, you, you're going to retire? This is up to the university. You, you want to come back? I didn't say that. Uh, okay, but so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, I think but you're I not saying. I just said it. I don't know. So you don't know. Okay. I said this is up to the university. 
And you're not sure whether you're, when will you, when will, how will you make a determination about when you will come back? You're talking to the wrong guy. Well, the university, a few hours after the press conference, did confirm that Jim Beheim is out and named his assistant, Adrian Autry, as his replacement. So what can we say? Jim Beheim was at Syracuse for 58 seasons as a player, as an assistant coach, and for the last 47 as head coach. He's one of two men's coaches in Division I history to win over 1,000 games. Only Coach K did it as well. Won his lone national title in 2003 with Carmelo Anthony, and two years later, was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. As we continue, sprain and pain in Phoenix. KD's home debut delayed. The result could be devastating. We're talking about it next. It's Get Up on ESPN.